0: State auditor Beth Wood was ordered today to pay $1,064 and serve a year under unsupervised probation after pleading guilty to two misdemeanor charges of using a public vehicle for private purposes. Joining us now is former uh, Supreme Court Justice in North Carolina. It is Bob Orr, Judge, how are you?
1: I'm good. How are you
0: today? Not bad at all. So what's Beth Wood's legacy going to be now?
1: Well, realistically, in the greater scheme of public perception, the auditor tends to fly below the radar, so uh, it's not as high-profile a position, uh, at least among the the broader electorate. But, uh, you know, she'll be remembered for having done a good job, and then for whatever reason uh, sort of fell off the wagon here in the the last year or so with, with a couple of Difficult and embarrassing uh, situations that forced her into resignation and uh, accepting pleas and, and criminal charges. It's, it's it's really a sad day in a lot of ways.
0: What do you think about her replacement, Jessica Holmes, that was appointed by Governor Cooper? Uh,
1: I I don't know Jessica real well. I've met her a few times. She's an attorney, which I think is a is a plus. Uh, she certainly seems to be reasonably well qualified and has a good track record of public service. And so I'm confident that that she will she will not only do a, a good job from a nuts and bolts standpoint, but also will be nonpartisan in how she applies the responsibilities and duties of the auditor's office.
0: It's been a busy week in regards to Democratic members of North Carolina's congressional delegation deciding not to run for re-election. The latest name was Wiley Nickel. This was certainly no big surprise, but certainly Wiley Nickel is now looking ahead to a Senate race in roughly two years. What do you think, uh, it's too early to handicap his chances because we don't know that field right now, but what do you think of Wiley Nickel potentially being a North Carolina senator, and what could the political landscape look like at that time? You
1: know, we've we've barely uh, begun this election cycle for 2024, (laughs) so I I can assure you that my uh, crystal ball for 2026 uh, hasn't even been brought out of the box yet. Um, You know, he's certainly uh, an experienced, uh, qualified individual with a good reputation within the broader Democratic Party Community, I, I think without question, there will probably be a large field uh, uh, in that race uh, on the Democrat side, and uh, I suspect uh, if even if Senator Tillis runs for re-election, he will face a challenge from the more uh, right-wing extreme of the Republican Party. And if he chooses not to run, you'll see another uh, huge primary on the Republican side. So. Uh, If we survive 2024, we can only look forward to more chaos in 2026.
0: It was interesting regarding Tim Moore. You mentioned a potential more right-wing opponent coming in against him. He mentioned in a campaign ad this week that he was front and center in trying to stop the steal, and that kind of— I found that interesting because he wasn't one of the people who was out and about saying that the 2020 election was stolen yet. Here he is using that phrase now. Do you think that's going to become more of a popular campaign phrase for Republican candidates as we move forward?
1: Well, I certainly think Republicans that have primaries are going to uh, continue to get on bended knee and kiss the ring of, of Donald Trump. And Uh, And articulating those sorts of uh, comments is arguably a way to do that. Uh, You know, Tim Moore, somewhat to my surprise, uh, uh, endorsed uh, Trump in this coming um, primary. Uh, So I I guess to some extent, it's not surprising to hear that from candidates who will have primaries. Uh, And I'm pretty sure that. Uh, there is a primary in, in that new congressional district.
0: Uh, Phil Berger appeared to, at one point, have a potential primary challenge himself. Uh, did that surprise you?
1: <laughs> well, yeah, I think I think <laughs> uh, certainly uh, a Republican challenging Senator Berger in the in the senatorial primary would have been surprising. Now, obviously, the controversy surrounding the casino issue and in that area, uh, perhaps was precipitating some opposition. I was sort of surprised that the the candidate, the sheriff, who had uh, apparently had talked about primarying Senator Berger, jumped into a very crowded Republican primary for lieutenant governor. Uh, But, you know, maybe he knows more about uh, what kind of support he can expect, uh, having now opted not to challenge Senator
0: Berger. In many respects, I mean, this was Sam Page I was referring to. He was the person who at least teased a run in the Republican primary, but now is going to uh, seek the lieutenant governor nomination when Mark Robinson, whenever that term may end for him. Uh, That one caught me by surprise because when you get right down to it, Phil Berger has been the most powerful man in North Carolina politics, with all due respect to Roy Cooper, for the past eight years.
1: Yeah, no question about it. Certainly would, would be uh, not only extraordinarily well funded, but would be, uh, you know, have probably close to 100 percent name recognition uh, in the Republican primary. So, uh, yeah, I, I do think sometimes local controversies like the, the potential for a casinos being located in, in, in that part of the state uh, can drive opposition that, under normal circumstances would not, would not come out. So, uh, but, but obviously something caused him to change his mind. But uh, one thing I did want to know, Dave, and uh, the list I saw showed no Republicans running, uh, I'm sorry, no Democrats running for Congress in the third congressional district and the sixth congressional district, which was Kathy Manning. Mm -hmm. Did, Did somebody slip in and they weren't on the list or do you know,
0: I'm not sure right offhand.
1: Well, well, I, I, I say that because one of the things that really has surprised me, considering the emphasis um, the Democrat State Party chair has put on recruiting candidates, uh, it would be a real shocker to see two, uh, two major congressional races in which there were no uh, Democrat challengers. Uh, And I I think it points out a a topic that at some point we're going to need to talk more about. And that is that at best, we may have one competitive general election district, uh, the first district uh, with incumbent Don Davis. uh, And and 13, that when we get to the the general election in November of 2024, really are done deals. Uh, they're not, you know, they're not going to be competitive, and that that's troubling in a lot of ways to me.
0: Yeah, it's not going to be competitive races, as we saw yesterday with Wiley Nickel and other races that have gone. Uh, that have become less competitive after the uh, new drawing of the congressional district. Certainly a far cry from the 7-7 split we have in this state right now. Judge Orr, thank you so much for joining us here, not only today, but throughout the course of 2023. You've been very generous with your time. Have a wonderful holiday. We'll talk again in 2024.
1: to you, and I'll look forward to it, Jeff.